0: You're listening to audio from Redwood Baptist Church. If you need any more information about us, go to weareredwood.org. We hope that the message that you're about to hear will strengthen you, encourage you, and make you more like Jesus. Blessings. Well, it's my first time preaching in front of a whole congregation. I just want to thank you, Pastor Mike, for just this opportunity. But as you can tell, I'm a little nervous, so as I go throughout, I have to loosen up a little bit. But if you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn to the book of Joshua? We'll be reading uh, quite a amount of scripture here, but I'll try to get through this in a certain amount of time we have. The book of Joshua, chapter 1, if you would turn there, please. And um, just as I said earlier, man, it's just so overwhelming to be in front of a crowd, but let's see here, I'm going to take out this, sorry. But how's everyone doing this morning? Is everyone tired? I know um, it's hard for me to get up early in the morning because working through 4 a.m. to 12, it's kind of a little hard to be awake, but you know what, it's a blessing to be in God's house this morning. And um, here, I want you to see here in Joshua chapter 1, here the Bible says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, that when all this people into the land, which I do give to them, even unto the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses." From the wilderness in this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. And this is our text here for this morning. The Bible says, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy thy way prosperous, and then... Thou shalt have good success. I just want to start this morning with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for just the privilege, Lord, to just be um, able to stand before all these great people, Lord. And I pray that you would please humble me, Lord, and empty me of myself and fill me with the Holy Spirit, Lord. I pray that this message would speak to me first before it speaks to everyone else, Lord. And I pray that you would just use me this morning, Lord. Open the hearts of the people. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I'm not sure if you guys know how old I am. I'm 19 years of age. And last year was when I graduated high school, and thinking about high school, I remember I was taking this class, it was my freshman year in 2014. It was wood shop, and if any of you do any woodwork here, I'm not very good at it, but it was something that I thought would be cool to just try out. And I remember seeing all these fascinating projects. You would see um, these nice wooden benches, you would see these nice wooden spoons, you would see these nice wooden um, toolboxes, and, you know, when I when I got there, I couldn't just wait to get started on those projects. I was like, man, I, I want to skip all the instructions. I just want to go straight to the woodwork. But, you know, you can't just get straight into it without proper instruction. So before we started making things out of the wood, we spent the first couple of weeks going through the procedures, the safety hazards, and the tips of being aware of which tool you have to use. I found every way to skip out on it. You know, being the naive freshman I was, I would fall asleep in class and, even my upper classmates, you would see the juniors and seniors, they would just be sleeping. And, you know, it was a little boring, but you know what? It was something that we needed to get started on these projects. And I can't tell you how many times we got in trouble for messing around. And, you know, we got even quizzed on those certain videos where um, we he would ask us, oh, what is this tool and how would it be used for this part? And, you know, all of us were blank. We, we didn't know what to do. But I always found every single way, you know what? I just want to get straight onto the projects. I want to make a wooden spoon. I want to show off that I can make all these nice projects. But you know what? It became a disaster because when the time came, our first project was making this wooden spoon where we would choose from a whole bundle of blocks of wood where I wanted to get this mahogany wood. And I thought, man, I'm going to make the nicest spoon. I'm going to do a great job, and I'm going to show it off to my parents. Look at this spoon that I made. You know, once I got that, that block of wood, we would measure out the spoon model and then we would cut out the shape and start to carve it out. And so many mistakes I made. I carved it too deep where I made a hole in the spoon. I'd, I made the measurements wrong. And my teacher looked at me and he said, JV, did you even listen to the instructions that I gave you? And I had to be honest. I said, no. To be honest, I would just fall asleep. I just winged it. And, you know, I had to go all the way back to the beginning to learn every single thing just to go back to that spoon. But you know what? It was worth it. Why? because I had to learn the instructions first. And here I want you to see in the book of Joshua chapter 1, we see Moses had already passed away, and the mantle has moved on to Joshua. After 40 years of wandering the wilderness, a new generation is ready to enter Canaan. But God is preparing Joshua and the nation by teaching them to have consistent faith and to be strong and to be obedient with God and his word. And here the title of my message this morning is this blessed old book. And here I have three characteristics in this Bible. And Number one, we will see here, the Bible is our guide. And if you have your Bible, would you turn to the book of Psalm chapter 119. Psalm chapter 119, we're going to read a little bit of scripture here, verses 89 through 105. Here the Bible says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established on the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances for all thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delight, I should have then perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine. Save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding abroad. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I have kept thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Church, I want to ask you this morning, have you ever gone through the woods at night or maybe you're walking outside your house at nighttime and you're trying to make sure sometimes you don't have your flashlight. You're trying to make sure that you don't trip or fall upon any little obstacle. You know, I think about this verse here. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We live in a world today that's progressing in a time of darkness. And I remember Pastor Mike told me before I gave this message, people need the word. And you know what? I think about how the Bible could be our perfect guide for Christians. We live in a world there where they're progressing excessively toward darkness, and whatever the call the Bible calls right, the world calls wrong. And whatever the Bob the Bible calls wrong, the world calls right. I man, we we see people, if you look around, man, I, I work at Target, um, it's a, it's a struggling job, but you know what? It's a blessing because God allowed me to, to work there. But, man, I, I just took a time to just, you know, notice people sometimes on my break. You know, I see everybody walk by. I like to pay attention to people. I'm a very aware person. Man, you just see people sometimes, they, they just struggle. You know, they try to work to put a smile on their face. They're, they, they, they seem happy, but, you know, deep down inside they're hurting. You know, I think about how many people, they're looking for someone to give them, a guide in their life. You know what I think about for us Christians, we have this Bible that God gave us to be equipped to use to try to lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ. In Joshua chapter 1, God was letting Joshua know that in his journey, he would need to be brave and strong and to obey God's law and constantly study his word. He may not be successful in the terms of what this world has to offer. You know, he you may not have the nicest things. You may not have the nicest cars or the most luxurious things. You know, that's what the world considers success. You know, once you, once you get yourself on those top music billboards, man, you made it. I mean, you, you know, you're successful. You have all that money in the bank. You know what? Faithfulness to God and his word is the only key to finding genuine peace. Nowadays, we have so many Christians who have gone off track. And let me tell you, I'm not perfect myself. I'm one of them. We've gone off track because we've allowed ourselves to get deceived by Satan's false teachings of success. Many times we seek praise of man rather than the praise of God. You know what? We Christians are constantly facing this, this constant spiritual battle every single day. You know, from the moment you go to sleep, from the moment you wake up, man, you can get surrounded by all these temptations. You get surrounded by all these um, worldly things. And you know what? It's so hard to just get into this book, you know. I tell you, every time I go to sleep after I get off work, it's like, it's a struggle. You know, you have to force yourself sometimes to read it. And I'll let you know, I'm not perfect myself. Sometimes I have to force myself to get into this word. But man, once you open this book, beautiful things unfold. You see how God has done so many miraculous things. And it's so hard to imagine the God that we serve today, he's a good God. And I want you to see here, the only type of success, church, is a life that's lived for God. We ought to allow this Bible to be a guide in our life. Let it show you. The Bible says that trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Not only here, as you could see, the Bible is our guide. Number two here, the Bible is our weapon. If you have your Bible, turn to the book of jo- uh not Joshua, Matthew chapter 4. And we'll be reading from verses 1 through 4 here. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And we had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was afterward a And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these, that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him up on a pinnacle, And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus saith unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the, de- the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Here I want you to see in this text, Jesus was tired and hungry after fasting for 40 days. And here Satan tried to tempt Jesus with three kinds of things that a human nature would suffer with. Physical needs, possessions, power, and pride. But Jesus was able to resist all of these temptations, not only because he knew the scriptures, but because he obeyed it. You now, knowing the Bible is important for us as we resist Satan's attacks on a daily basis. In Ephesians 6, 17, the Bible even tries to say that the word of God is, is unto a sword to use in spiritual combat. And we see that not only we should know God's word, but we ought to obey it. You know, sometimes we we read the book and we try to look upon it, but you know, it's it's a really... Hard thing, you know, put it to the test when you ought to obey God's word. Even Satan himself memorized scripture in verse 6, but he fails to obey it. Knowing God's word and keep it within with our hearts will help us to continue to follow God and Satan's schemes. You know, I think about how many times we have all these false prophets nowadays proclaiming a false gospel. You know, it's up to us Christians. We ought to study this word. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, it's crazy to think that nowadays in this world, by passing just one law, this book could be illegal immediately. You know, I think about how we have all these teenagers struggling in high schools, not because they took Jesus Christ, or let me rephrase that. We have so many teenagers struggling, and people think it's because we've added Jesus Christ into our schools, but it's it's not that. It's because we took in that Jesus Christ of our schools a long time ago. You know, it's so crazy to think that we have teenagers nowadays who are looking for truth, they're looking for someone who's real to give them this word. You know, what? this Bible right here is a beautiful book. It's something that we ought to study and have it um, equipped as our weapon. You know, I think about a quote, um, here I have it here. A Christian who neglects his Bible is like a soldier walking on the battlefield empty-handed. You know, it's crazy to think that Christians nowadays, we know what we're against We know what we're against, all these um, wrong things, all these sinful things. We know what we're against, but sometimes it's hard for Christians to even know what we're for. You know, I think about how the more you study this Bible, you get to see how great God is. You know, I used to struggle, as I said earlier, reading the Bible myself, but every time I opened God's word, he always unfolded something beautiful to me. Isn't it crazy to think that the same God that was with Daniel in the lion's den, the same God that was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were going against the trials of the fiery furnace, isn't it crazy to think that the same God that fed the 5,000 with the fish and the loaves of bread is the same God today? The same God that the very wind and seas obey is the same God that we serve. I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. all well, get to know this book, study it. Love this book as if it is our guide and it is our weapon. We ought to know this book. And I think about how many times I struggle, but you know what? Once you get into this book, I encourage you, you won't regret it. Try to make a time for yourself. You know, even if it takes asking for help, you know, it's always good to ask for help, for assistance. The Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron, so doth a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. If you need help with studying the word, I encourage you, get some help. And that's what I needed to do. I needed to... Sit down, I remember every single time before I would go to sleep in West Coast Baptist College, I always had these friends that would always sit down and open the Bible with me. Even our our devotions every week, man, it's just so beautiful, just seeing how God works in each and every person when you get into this book. And it's a beautiful thing to know how this book changes lives, too. And I want you to see here, not only should we allow this book to be our guide, not only should we allow this book to be our weapon, lastly here, I want you to see here number three, We should allow this book to be our mirror. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to the book of James chapter 1. James chapter 1 verses 22 to 25. Here the Bible says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of a man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. You know, God gives us an ability to reflect on our sinful conditions, and with this opportunity to ask God for his forgiveness. We Christians are saved by grace, and we are free from sin's grip, but we should not live in that life that we used to live in. We are able to live however we want, but we are not free to do so as we please. Here the Bible says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dread to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that many of us are baptized into Jesus Christ or baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by bat- baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. You know, that's a crazy thing to think about. You know, we're free from sin, but should we continue in sin? No. Because the moment you accepted Jesus Christ into your hearts, you became a child of God. You know, I think about how in the position of marriage, You know, I think about my parents, you know, as my father and my mother became one, they became married, they ought to live in that position as a married couple. You know, you could just easily tell people, oh, you could easily put away that ring. You know, you can easily go out and mess around with sin in your life. But you know what? As a person who is married, you live in that position. Every day you wake up, you live as a husband and wife. You live as you serve each other for God. You know, I think about the moment you become a Christian, No longer do you have to live in that life that you once had. You live in that position as a Christian, as a child of God. No longer do you have to walk in that ways because the Bible says that God freed you from those sins. He became the propitiation for our sins. So as as we go throughout this life, we ought to use this Bible as a mirror. You know, I think about how God gave us the ability to examine ourselves and turn from our wicked ways to come back to God. The Bible says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Friends, we need to realize this morning, this book will either keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. We have too many people who claim the Bible but neglect spending time with God. And let me tell you, I'm one of them. I struggle reading this Bible. Yes, I tell people, oh, I'm a Christian. Yes, I love God. But when I get home and I am tired of work, I always just leave this book sometimes in the dust, and man, it hurts. It hurts knowing that God wants to have this relationship with you. God wants to speak with you. And here we are, sometimes we just neglect God and put him to the side. But I want to challenge you. We ought to study this word, love this book. The Bible says in Psalm 119, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. And we skip through the other verses. The Bible says, how sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. So I want to close with this. The only true success of life is a life dedicated to God and his work. You'll never find satisfaction. There's so many things you can have in this world. I think about when I was a child, I wanted all these games. I wanted to buy all these things. And I always bugged my parents. Why can't I have this? Why can't, why can't I have that? And now that I have a, a job of my own, sometimes I would buy these things. And you know what? I still find myself unsatisfied. Why? Because you'll never find satisfaction in the temporal things of this world. And here, this Bible. I think about how many Christian martyrs have died just to get this book in our hands. And it's so sad to say many people profess Christ, but we leave it in the dust. Let me tell you, I'm one of them. I struggled with that. We tell people, oh, man, I love this book. We think about how many Christians have died to get this book in our hands, but we just leave it on the side. We just leave it right here. You know, it's collecting dust. And we go throughout our day, and we wonder why we're struggling. We wonder why we're going through all these temptations and struggles. This book is right here waiting for you. God gave us this book to use as our guide and as our mirror and as our weapon. And we ought to use this properly and equip it with us in this constant spiritual battle. Can I ask you this morning, how much do you love God's word? Do you care for spiritual feeding as much as your physical food? The Bible says in Job twenty-three twelve, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary foods. You know, this world is searching for truth. They're looking for hope. I think about the news. Man, it's crazy seeing all these constant shootings going on. People are getting depressed. People are looking for hope. You know, we hold the hope in our hands. We hold the hope in our hands. We hold something that this world is looking for. We hold the light. The Bible says, let your light so shine before man that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. There's nothing more powerful than a Christian who lives his life for God, properly equipped with this book. People need the gospel. People need the truth. The Bible says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Even in First Timothy four thirteen, the Bible says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. You know, it's so crazy to think that this, work, this book is so powerful. It is our weapon. The Bible compares it as to to a sword. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I want to challenge you all. Make a time to open up this book. Know the God of this book. Because this is a beautiful book that we hold in our hands. You know, I think about also in the position of marriage, you have to have this constant relationship of communication. And if one side doesn't communicate with the other, that's an unhealthy relationship. Same thing with God God wants to commune with you daily, God is waiting for you. You know, that moment when you bow down and you get on your knees and pray, when you read this book, is the most beautiful feeling ever. And I think about how many times in West Coast Baptist College, I, you know, I, it's easy to doubt God. You know, you have all these financial problems. You have all these trials going on. You're so busy. And I remember this one friend of mine, his name is Peter. And he told me, JV, I, I can't continue. I don't have enough for my for my bill. And I told him, I said, you know what? Let's just open up this book and just, let's just pray. And we spent time in his dorm praying for about, I don't know, 15 minutes. And I was like, man, this is a long prayer. I'm getting sleepy. But we, we spent time praying and you know what, I remember, I can't forget this day where the next week, Peter came, came up to me, he was running, he said, JV, you won't believe this. I talked to Dr. R, if you remember Dr. R, he said, you know what, they're going to cover my bill. And I was like, man, that's a miracle. That same God that we serve, is a beautiful God and he's waiting for you. He wants to use you. He wants to show you his power. You know, I want to challenge you. If you know this book, you will know the beautiful God. The same God that delivered Daniel, the same God that delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think about being in their position. Man, every time you hear those musics, you have to bow down to this golden image. Man, but they stood up for it. They weren't scared. The Bible says that we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. And he told King Nebuchadnezzar, if it not be known, we will not serve thy God. You know, I think about how if I was put into that position, man, I'm going to be honest with you, church. I would struggle, but... The flesh would probably make me bow down. But the courage that they had encourages me to stand up for God. And I want to encourage you all, we live in a world where they're trying to make this book illegal. They're trying to take away our weapon. Study this word. And can I leave you with this question? If they were to take away this this Bible right now, how much would you know? That hurts. Because I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know enough Bible. That's why I want to continue in Bible college. I want to see what God has for me. I want to continue with this training. But man, if they take away this Bible right now, how much would you know? That's a crazy thought. You know, people nowadays are looking for someone who's real. They're looking for someone who's willing to say, thus saith the Lord. This world is looking for someone who's willing to show them hope, a genuine person, to show them truth. And I think about these, these teenagers that I know. They, they always told me, they're from a former church that I know and I care about these teenagers so much. They told me, Man, if someone would just show me truth, if someone would just tell me something real, if someone would just be real with me. And I think about how sad it is, and I'm thankful that we have a church here, man, just seeing how everybody loves each other that much with that genuine love. That's a blessing. And I think about those teenagers, man, they're searching for truth. And church, let me tell you, we carry the truth. Every time you go out, be properly equipped The Bible tells us that we have to be prepared to give a man an answer. And man, I think about how when people ask me questions at Target, I hate not knowing where things are. I hate not being able to answer their questions. You know, they tell me, hey, where is aisle this, or where is aisle that? It's like I'm uneducated about it because I'm still new. And it it just hurts because I want to be able to answer their questions. I want to help them. And I think about when we go soul winning, many times I've struggled not being properly equipped with this word. People would ask me questions and I'm like, man. I wish I knew this book even more. Man, I wish I studied this book. But man, once you study this book and you become properly equipped, you'll see beautiful things happen. And I'm pretty sure you've all gone through many situations where, like, you've seen miraculous things happen when you've studied God's word. Like maybe when you think about how Moses parted the Red Sea, man, that's a crazy thing to think about. Parting the Red Sea, man, I probably would not be able to picture that in real life. But man, I believe that this is the word of God. This is the truth. So I want to challenge you as we go out there, as we live our daily lives, use this Bible to be our guide. Use this Bible, man. When there's temptation, use this Bible to help you escape those things. The Bible says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Use it in our daily lives as a guide. But not only that, use it as our whip, our weapon in our constant daily spiritual combat. And not only that, use it as our mirror. You know, I think about when you look in a mirror. When you try to, when you get prepared for a church, you know, you want to fix your hair, you want to put on your tie, right? And, you know, sometimes we we see all these minuscule things that we want to fix. But, man, here this Bible unfolds many things that we ought to fix. Man, I, you see here the Bible talks about pride. Man, I want to get that fixed. Here the Bible talks about lust. Man, I want to get that fixed. Here the Bible talks about idol, idolism. Man, you want to get that fixed. You know, it hurts. But once you get those things fixed and you become right with God, I, I don't like living my life, you know, being conscious of, you know, we have all these electronics you can get away with so many things. I don't like living a life where I'm always constantly aware of, man, what if this happens on my phone? You know, so it's so amazing to just think about how when you get your life right with God, you don't have to worry about those those kind of things. Because, you know, you just want to live a life for God. And I just want to challenge you, if you would just live your life for God, study this book. The Bible says that if you would study this book, that's when you would get actual success. The book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night. that thou thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make the way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Church success is not going to be having the biggest bank account. And if God blesses you with that, that's fine. But that's not where you're going to find success. You won't find success in fame of the world. You'll find success in this book. When you study this book, when you equip this book, and you use it and apply it with true wisdom. Wisdom is actually applying the knowledge that you have and using it for the greater good of God. Now I just want to challenge you with that, church, to learn this blessed old book.